From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Kia ora, Warriors Nation. Welcome along to Warriors Anonymous. We are into episode 10 this year. I cannot believe we have made it this far. But that is not the only thing I can't believe this week because, oh boy, have things been happening. Even though the Warriors haven't been playing, there's been some stuff going down. So let's bring in the boys. Welcome along to, on a new microphone this evening, Monitasos. Kia ora. How's everyone going? Oh, sounds good, man. Sounds real good. Also on a new mic, we have Isaac Sos. I'm Isaac. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> Now on the well, the same mic, but still sounding good. Also, Daniel Farakura. Hey, bro. Uh, kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Hope all is well. Can't can't top Saucy's intro. Drop some auto tune on us. Can we auto tune like a whole episode, maybe? <laughs> hey, um, fellas. First of all, let's go uh, a little bit of a sidestep to start us off, because it's been an awesome week to be a New Zealand sports fan, and that is led by our. New Zealand Black Caps, congratulations to the boys who won the ICC uh, World Test Championship last week. Round of applause, guys. Very well done. We won a gigantic sewing pin looking thing. Um, it looked amazing. Gold plated or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, what did you boys think of that one? Oh, fantastic. Oh. Just absolutely uh, going to bed the night thinking, oh, this could be a tough ask, but a couple of, couple of early wickets. And then waking up with about 50 runs to go, Williamson Taylor out there. Very proud, proud moment. So um, hats off to to the boys. Mate, we held our nerve, didn't we? Even after that Saudi catch, I was like, oh, no, please don't. Oh, yeah, that catch. Yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. We've dropped the championship here. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Those boys would not give in. They just kept on coming. It's not Deepak <laughs> Patel in the World Cup one. <laughs> 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 Deepak, what a legend. Um, now, on to Rugby League, of course, uh, fellas, um, we had good news throughout the week. Yes, of course. A great signing in the halves, Chad Townsend, coming from the Sharks for the rest of 2021. Now, um, now, Daniel, you've kept a close eye on Chad Townsend. And I actually think you might have bagged him at one point as well. But um, what are your thoughts on us getting uh, the Chad? Oh, when, when the news broke, I was a bit like, uh, okay. But all in all, I think he looked into it a bit more and where we are in the halves for the rest of the season with CHT initially meant to be out for the season. That might have changed. And our lack of game management, kicking half, someone just to steer them around the park. Chad's pretty solid, right? Been the club before, won a premiership. He's rated by you know the players around him as well. So, yeah, it makes sense. Why sit in New South Wales Cup, playing reserve grade? We can pick him up for six months. The only criticism it had at the time, which has all been washed away, is the fact that, you know, like, why, why bring him in to, for him to go to the Cowboys next year? You know, a bit of a stopgap. But, yeah, professional player, good business. Turns out a stopgap is just what we needed. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, Monita, were you happy to see a new half get added to the mix to just, like, you know, shore up our weaknesses on our kicking game and game management? Yep. I was completely uh, happy to see Chad Dazen come over for, for a bit. I think after, well, no knock to Sullivan, but... 
I think Chad Towson's a bit of a step up from what we had previously. And um, again, it's only going to be for a short interim, but um, it should plug the gap in terms of the kicking game that we've had in the past and game management. He's not at his best, but um, he's definitely a lot better than what we have at the moment. So in terms of game management, so yes. Well, the Cowboys think he's at his best because they've given him 800k a year for the next three years. I honestly don't get that. But I think that's to do with sort of the game management, the experience and some of the stuff off field by the sounds of it. Mm, just a, yeah. Just a really professional yeah. half and good bloke. Yeah, but that's what we need at this point in time, game management. And um, it's severely lacked in, in previous games and it showed no results. Isaac, do you think it's going to help Cody out in the short term and then um, Chanel as well when he returns from injury? I think it'll help out Chanel more than it will Cody. I can't help but feel Cody sort of clocked out now with everything that's going on around him. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so, um, you know, when CHT comes back, what happens to Cody? You know, does he doesn't get to make the call about him wanting to play in the halves anymore um, because that was always his big thing. I want to go to a club that plays me in the halves. Well, he got it at the Warriors, didn't do so well. You know, does the coach go, fuck it, you're on the bench. You know, you're playing that hooker hooker role that you've played in the past that, that you've been successful at and CHT is going to be our new guy moving forward, obviously, for next year. So interested to see what happens around that. That's the, uh, the storyline that I want to see. He'd be a hell of a 14th man, wouldn't he? Just floating around and um, oh, yeah. holes in the, the tiring defense in the second half. Also, uh, a little bit of um, good signing news. Uh, it was announced on, well, the news broke on Friday that uh, who could have believed this one? Sean Johnson is coming back to the Warriors. Oh, Ain't my God. Oh, man. Ain't too, <laughs> proud to, Ain't too proud to beg. Let's play some audio from last week because, Daniel, you had a few thoughts on this last week. <laughs> Why aren't we chasing Sean Johnson? Uh, because he's always wanted to win a premiership with the Warriors. He's got the love for the club, or at least he had it. Um, so why are we not buying him, Daniel? Because we are too fucking proud to come back and ask Sean to come play for us. And that is the fucking reason. <laughs> you think it's pride? It's, it's pride. too proud to beg, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to, to let, let you go. go Sean. To let you go, Sean, to come back, Sean. <laughs> no, like, it's too proud to Sean I, I, I seriously, <laughs> I seriously, 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 seriously don't understand why not. Like every pundit of quality across the NRL in the last two weeks since the Sharks said they're not going to keep him have gone on record to say, A, they can't believe he hasn't been signed up yet. And any club looking for a quality seven should sign him. And he doesn't need 900,000. He's already said that. Your little rant there last week. It must have been the final straw to get him over because it just changed everything really, didn't it? I'm assuming the Warriors do their business in, in such a way that they listen to our podcast and then react, you know. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. But yeah, look, I think when I was, uh, I guess, going through that segment, you asked me that question at a really low point. We just got, I wouldn't say towed up, but, you know, we had a poor showing against the Knights. The Knights were poor, but we were poor. We just, we'd obviously had no answers in the halves and we just had, you know, a quality seven like Sean Johnson available in the market. And obviously reports from about a month or six weeks beforehand that he was offered to the Warriors and there was no appetite, no interest. 
So at that point, you got me. You got me at a low point. I must admit, the article popped through on a Friday. I thought someone was having a go, really. Eh? Like someone obviously adopted something just to make it look like it was some fake, some fake, fake news. But um, <laughs> oh, as soon as I checked about five websites and messages were flying around between all fans everywhere, it was huge news. And I think that just justifies the return of the Mac. SJ, he's back, baby. He's back. And how good does it feel, Monitor? What was your reaction, bro? I remember just seeing it at work going, what the hell? My initial reaction was the same as uh, Footers. It was just, uh, did someone crop his face onto the Warriors jersey? Because <laughs> I had seen it also that, you know, someone was taking the mickey that Kevin Locke was coming back. <laughs> and so I was like, <laughs> okay. And then you see it officially on NRL.com and then you're like, oh, okay. I was one of those people who was like, no, nah, I don't get him along, you know. But as the season progressed, I was like, going, there's probably no other better option. And he is the best option in terms of going forward. So I am fully on that gravy train at the moment with Sean Johnson. And um, I did see an interview with him on, uh, I can't remember, Saturday with the, with the Rock and the Mad Butcher. And you could tell he was quite emotional about coming back to the Warriors. And it looked like it meant a lot to him. So he still has that mana and passion behind it. It almost seemed a bit wrong you know, when he left, it felt really wrong. Mm. And conversely, it just felt so right for him coming back. Mm. That's that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, Isaac, what are your thoughts on his, uh, well, his arrival will be the beginning next season? Well, I think there was a lot said uh, throughout all our podcasts about SJ. And I think my initial thoughts were, nah, we don't need him. You know, it's not worth it to have him around. But as the season went on, and the more I watched him play, you know, I sort of realized that he's exactly what we needed. He's He's changed. He's not the player he used to be, but that's not a bad thing. You know, he's grown up. I think Chad Townsend has as well. They're different players to when they first started with the Warriors. And I think they're, you know, both Chad and SJ are exactly what the Warriors need right now. And, you know, I, I guess the icing on the cake was just to see his passion for coming back. It was kind of a meant to be kind of moment, really, for Warriors fans and for SJ and the club in general. So I can only see good things out of this. It's going to make people more excited. It's going to make the team more excited to get a half of that caliber on the roster. So, yeah, only ways up from here, I reckon. Do you think in the short term that Chad is going to be bringing back, you know, the wonderful hairstyle of his that he's going <laughs> to... Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't even know how he maintained that, like, throughout a match, hey, because it kind of would just sit up there and sort of wave, but also hang solid. So Just a um, couple of cans of Soul Glow. <laughs> that's right. Um, I need to actually correct something as well from earlier because, Daniel, I was giving you all the praise on you know, tipping the balance to getting Sean Johnson back to the Warriors. Um, but apparently uh, one of our fans on the Warriors Anonymous page, Jeff Wright, uh, had actually been sending death threats to Cameron George. So um, <laughs> that's probably what made the difference. And Oh, yeah. mate. Many a long Saturday night between Jeff, he's the man, Jeff Wright, <laughs> Exonzo boy, um, just like kind of waxing lyrical how awesome Sean Johnson is and all can be and was and how much we needed him, you know, so much energy put into kind of, uh, you know, just trying to, just trying to convince the world that this is the thing to do. It just, it feels right. It's destiny. And I don't want to get too far ahead of us ourselves, but this is, this, this, these are the Cinderella stories, right? It's the, the prodigal son returns and, and he had to go away. I think, and this was under the Cooney regime as well. Um, I just don't think they probably got the best out of each other. He needed to grow up, as Isaac said, and moved on and going to Sydney, going to Cronulla, 
going to the Aussie spotlight, you know, we actually, you kind of went under the radar because you're not the only, you know, you're not the superstar player in rugby league in Australia, in New Zealand, you might be. So you kind of, you know, I think he needed to go over there and, and learn and rub shoulders and, and obviously had the injury as well. And a couple of things I've heard and listened to uh, that he's had over the last sort of six months talks about, he's talked about building his game and he didn't focus on aspects of his game while in New Zealand because he had the speed and the step and all the rest. And since getting to the Australia, he's focused on that as well. So, yeah, it's just so much um, positive opportunity for us. Um, but it's not going to be easy because obviously he's going to have a lot of expectation. But when you get so much fan reaction, you know, and I, I know it's not all about pleasing the fans, but, you know, there's some negativity around, but it's not as fully outweighed by how passionate everyone's about this, this move. So it, it could be... Meant to be, I think. Yeah, you're right. It certainly hasn't been unanimous uh, celebration. There's been a couple of people who have raised, you know, concerns. Actually, a couple of um, Warriors Anonymous followers as well. But they were definitely, you know, voicing their concerns. They didn't seem happy about, you know, getting Sean on board. Um, Moneta, what do you think could possibly go wrong in this type of scenario? I think if you think about his history of injuries, that could be a liability. I guess there is a relatively medium to high risk that he could injure himself based on his previous history so you know again I used to be against Sean Johnson coming to the Warriors because again there's hearsay in terms of the culture apparently that was created back then but to Daniel's point Kearney may have had a part to play in that but um yeah I guess the only liability would be his injuries and he's definitely not as quick as he used to be but um like I said his game management has uh, stepped up and this shown in his last four games of the Sharks. I mean, he's taken them to four wins in a row now. So, yeah, and, I, and again, it's hard to see any possible other options we have to choose from. I mean, I'm sorry, but we're not going back to O'Sullivan. I just don't think he he has the pedigree to play in first grade. I hope he's not listening, by the way. But, um, you know, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not. <laughs> yeah. <it's> just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's that son of a bitch but um, yeah that's the only thing I can think of in terms of possible reasons why some people may be apprehensive of him coming along or the yeah. fact that you know breeding younger players Moneta you just mentioned about close games that we've had and we've lacked a bit of a killer sort of instinct mm. I tend to think we've probably had a good sort of three games there where if we'd had Sean yeah. I think we might have got across yeah. the line I know, um, I know. but um, yeah Isaac what are your thoughts on A his match winning ability and and also on the flip side, how much will um, Britain Nikora from the Sharks miss him? Um, there was a lot of talk on the Warriors pages about bringing in people rather having Cooper Johns or Cade Cust or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And all I've got to say to that is, are you fucking kidding me? You'd rather have <laughs> Cooper Johns or Cade Cust over Sean J- Johnson. Like you, You're dreaming. You're absolutely dreaming. If Sean Johnson comes up, you, you take him, which we've done. So to those fans who have said that, don't try to be a dick. But are you serious? Really? <laughs> anyway, you know, I think people will talk about Sean Johnson being a match winner and they might have just been referring to maybe the past couple of seasons with Cronulla. But I think people tend to forget that back in his Warriors days, he was a match winner. Mm-hmm. You know, he put us into the grand final um, in his first season with that, uh, you know, side, side, sideways run, dummy from hell, put Lewis Brown over the line. You know, and there's multiple games I could rattle off the top of my head where he was against Great Britain. Against yep, Kiwis. He yeah. beat Penrith in the wet at Ericsson. Yep. He beat Cronulla 
at Cronulla. Yep. You know, off his own back. He Canberra with a massive drop goal. Yeah. Yep. That was three drop goals in a row, I think, that game. Two. Two. Two and two. two and literally two minutes. One like just before full time. Yeah. Square it up. And then yeah. they see it, they rumble down and kicked it again. He went bang bang, you know, and each time they gave the ball to him and he did what he does. I don't see anyone doing that in our team at the moment. No. So the only thing is that his performance in the finals ever since 2011 hasn't been up to standard. He's got quite high standards. I mean, that's just the pedigree of the man. But um, during the finals, he would admit to that he's hasn't been up to scratch, like for the Warriors and for the Sharks and so forth. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to the game, when it's during crucial times of the season, it hasn't come quite to fruition. But I'm hoping that can change with the Warriors. I think, and, and like they talk about playmakers, you know, I'm only mature later in life, right? So in their in their career. So he's definitely in that pay in that space. And mm. um I've looked into anything I can get my ears on when it comes to kind of, you know, mm. reaction, especially with, you know, I guess the pundits across the across the ditch. And, you know, heard something today with uh, well, I don't know when it was, Maddie Johns and Joey Johns and both thumbs up to that signing. Just first of all, couldn't believe Sharks didn't want him next season with Nico Hines in there as well. Just thinking that would be a great combination. Mm. And then second of all, couldn't be, well, really love the a fairy tale story about coming back to the Warriors. Great for league, great for New Zealand. Mm. But like Bulldogs, uh, obviously missed out on them. Um, Broncos didn't even put anything in by the sounds of it. You know, so so many good, you know, so many other teams could have benefited from them. And then obviously it was a whole, whole host of others. But this is also smells of some awesome, awesome work from Gus. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Gus, yep. Gus effect. So, yeah. As I, as I said, hashtag in Gus we trust. Um, <laughs> just because, yeah, like he's clearly, in, you know, comments made that he's watched him closely recently. He's assessed the situation and just gone, yeah, we got to have him. So, well, yeah, there was a comment, him. well, how many weeks ago now where Gus was talking about how match winners get paid? Mm. You yes. Know? And I think that was the writing was on the wall right then. Yep. And he was talking about Sean Johnson. So you had to get a sniff that something was going on in the background. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You'd be and also, yeah. think that Gustin have much to do with it. Exactly. And also for bonus points, if you just think of it purely from a business point of view, apparently, you know, we're reported to be about 450K a year. So it's not bad money. Bro, that's that's what we were talking about, wasn't it? We were talking about <laughs> shopping for jeans and then you settle for some track pants. But in this case, we've actually bought a pair of jeans that we know are our size and like our style, and we get them for the price of track pants. That's what we've got here. Yeah, I think I think we kind of got this the deal where you buy one get one a second one half price. So we bought one Son Johnson, and we've got a second one Chad Townsend for the half price <laughs> as well. You know, so um, but no, you're right. Good business there. There is talk that he's going to get good third party hookups over here because everyone wants a piece of Sean Johnson right over here as well. So good again, good business for the club. Picking up from, and that also follows a theme of some other good signings ish when you think about it. If we're getting Dallin for for uh, tracksuit pant money, um, <laughs> and also getting some chipped in for the next two seasons, so I think there's some good business there. And actually, I heard just on another body that um, you know you look at over at the Dragons, they've got a couple of players uh, as well, They're like Andrew McCulloch and um, uh, Jack Bird. So the Broncos are chipped in for both of those guys. So, you know, we're doing good business when it comes to signings where, you know, you're getting good value for money. There is one thing I've got to say about the whole Sean Johnson thing. And I don't know if anyone else felt this way before he left, but I felt like he was getting a bit big-handed. 
about things. You know, he was the big show in town. And I think when Tui Vasashek came along, I don't know if he really liked that. I thought he wanted to be the, you know, the big time in the Warriors team. So, yeah, I hope when he comes back, he doesn't have that same sort of mentality where yeah, he just yeah. thinks he is the, uh, he's the, you know, the top ticket in town. And I think yeah. Tohu has his captain. Yeah, yeah, I think he's grown up as well. But I think also having Tohu Harris as um as the captain yeah. and um, a good core of players around him will help him to rein it in a bit. Because you know he's he's a money man. Like he's a good looking kid. He plays the sort of style that people want to play. No, that's yeah. fair, bro. Um, we better go uh, take a break. Um, let you guys go have a snack. I think Manita's started his already by the sounds of things. Um, and we'll be back for the second half of the Sean Johnson special. This is what is All right, welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. Hope we just uh, went out and took a little uh, relieving break there while we were having a little bit of a pause. Now, let's get into our fan questions because we've got a couple to look at this week. Uh, first one from Hayden Nakita Warahi Kaire. His question is, have we gone away from developing our homegrown juniors since Cleary left? And we'll put that one to you, Isaac. <laughs> you caught me on the hop. I was saying goodbye. He's been in the toilet yet. <laughs> in the crucial time. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to ask me. <laughs> Shit. Um, I don't know too much about the junior pathways at the moment for the Warriors, you know. But I think throughout the history of the Warriors, we've tended to let homegrown talent go and they've been better for it. So is it bad for the Warriors? Yes. Is it good for the players? Yes. You know, I mean, look at Papali'i. He's just gone gangbusters. Uh, Sipley at Manly, he's going great as well. So Warriors do lose out there, but at the same time, they're doing good for themselves. But you've got to admit that, you know, it does kind of suck for us. But maybe we are doing something right if we can blood these sorts of players. Maybe we've just got to figure out a way to actually keep them in our system and get the best out of them. That's maybe where we're missing. I think you'll find as well with, with Gus's addition, that's his... Uh... As we all know, that's his setup, right? To get the player pathways, yeah. establish the, um, you know, what gets done in New Zealand Rugby League as well, and Auckland Rugby League. So I think we'll get back to that, but we all know that's going to take time. Yeah. Uh, he was that's actually, I saw an interview with him on uh, Saturday, uh, Gus Gould, about the development of youth in New Zealand. And he was saying it was nowhere near like Australia. He was saying it's still predominantly rugby union. So the pathways for youth for rugby union, like after college, after 18, he can still play for clubs and say, but he said for league, it, it's nowhere near as it should be. And he said for the likes of Ronaldo, um, can't. Volatara. Yeah, can't say this, sorry. And no, um, say it in the that's, well, that's why he went to Australia because the pathways there were way better than they, what, what they were in New Zealand. And I guess that's what Gus is coming to try and do is to set up those pathways because New Zealand's actually, New Zealand Warriors have set their under 20s team to play in Australia because there's just no competition mm. in New Zealand. Yeah. So we've got to figure out a way where we can breed that and develop the infrastructure around, you know. You've also got to find a way of like, uh, yes. you know, obviously there's there's a lot of union-based players, you know, like the likes of Jordan Kahu. You know, he he went from playing Wellington rugby out to the Broncos. Obviously, Roger early on and you had... Um, Rocco Berry. Rocco Berry, which we, we captured. Yep. Asafa Salomona. Went to Wellington College, you know, it was in the rugby system. So they've obviously got in. So there's obviously 
players that are in the rugby code, and that's where we've got options, eh? We've got to convert those guys. But if they're going to go mm-hmm. league, come to the Warriors first. Yeah, Lao Mape as well. Second question is from Siala Afmasanga. Uh, who will be partnering Chad Townsend after Chanel, who is rumoured to be one month away from returning, um, not needing to go under the knife? So that's good. But who are they going to use as the combo, do you think, Monida? Do you think they'll go CHT and Townsend or Cody and Townsend or, or another combo? What do you reckon? It's a tough one. Um, with CHT away, I think Cody would be partnering up with uh, Chad. But uh, once uh, CHT comes back, I see CHT partnering up with Townsend. And um, I think possibly even Cody starting number nine, maybe. Yeah. How long is Egan out for? I think he might, I don't know, any mail on the situation, but obviously he wasn't, wasn't cleared to play for the head knock issue he had. So I would expect he'd be in the team list tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think I'd nothing's come out as well. So obviously CHT is going to be out four weeks. So it's he's just going to come in straight away, Chad and Cody. To be honest, it's going to be five weeks in if we're still in the mix, then you've got to have to play and Cody's still here, not, signed a contract to go overseas, go back to Australia or, you know, I think that there'll be Cody and Chad and just bringing CHT along as well. You know, maybe on the bench, play that 14 role, cover hooker, cover halves. But if the season's gone then and Cody's going, then again, like they did last year, they gave CHT the reins, eh? So it all depends, really. Um, let's get into Origin, fellas. Uh, but we can't actually get into Origin without doing a quick say my name, say my name, because... This name is going to feature reasonably prominently in our talks about it. So uh, the player we're going to be looking at this week is the Sharks winger and also selected for Queensland, Ronaldo Mulatalo. Um, and his name is actually correctly pronounced as, well, Ronaldo, that's fine. And his surname is Samoan. So his surname is Mulitalo. 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 Muli sounds like woolly, basically. Mulitalo. Mulitalo. Ronaldo. Mulitalo. 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 That's actually quite a um, quite a tricky one trying to get the commentator accent with the correct That's what I wanted to do. Mulitalo. Mulitalo. So, yeah, so we were good with Ronaldo Mulitalo, boys. We are, but unfortunately, Origin wasn't good with him. Um because yes. they didn't get to play. Good segue. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, well, first of all, uh, the Warriors' own Reese Walsh was selected to play fullback Queensland, and everybody was a little bit sort of jittery about what might happen. He might get hurt, and what happened was he got hurt, but without actually playing the game. So uh, in came Ronaldo Molitalo, and he was going to be the replacement for him. Uh, and then less than 24 hours before kickoff, uh, he was actually removed from the side because of an eligibility crisis. There was lacking documentation as of uh, Ronaldo's, you know, age when he arrived in Australia. So uh, that put the cat amongst the pigeons for Queensland and really, I don't know if it cost them any points or anything because they were pretty poor anyway. But yeah, It um, might have cost them about 27. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, how did you see that? Monita, first of all, you're a Queensland supporter, so we'll give you first dibs on this. Um, what was your take on that whole fiasco? I think uh, regardless of being a Queenslander or a New South Wales fan, I think it was quite unfair. 
for Ronaldo, Ronaldo Mulitalo. Nice. I'm correct. Um, but um, yeah, like I said before, you know, he'd gone through the uh, school grades under 16s, under 18, under 20s, playing Queensland, and uh, no qualms there. Get to playing the you know full fledged state origin on the day, and then get told that you can't play because you're 10 months above the limit in terms of, you know, you've got to be 13 and under, but he, that's kind of semantics and, and, and the whole biggest, you know, scheme of things. So, yeah, so it's just weird that on the day he gets told he can't play and it's just totally unfair for the young man. So what a debacle, that's all I could say. That was an absolute there's gonna be, there's going to be some head turns in regards to this. There's going to be some answers and someone has to be held accountable for this because it's... It's got to be an investigation. It's fucking, <laughs> fucking asshole. Is that Jeff Toovey, <laughs> that the Jeff Toovey reference? Oh, I'm to investigation. Ruined it. Ruined my moment. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just, I it just, it to you. You were just searching for it, and I just like, wow. I mean, it's just gonna be an investigation. I'm gonna be a hijack Sean Johnson love moment. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like, this is my time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, how good is it to have Sean Johnson back? Oh, oh so good. <laughs> so good. The world is a better place. You know, rights have been wronged. I agree with what you just said then. That's, things just feel right, you know? Um, now, back to the origin issue. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, Sean Johnson was also ineligible for State of Origin. Um, Isaac, Investigation. Who think, Isaac, who do you think is to blame for this whole um, issue? It's a debacle. Yeah, it's definitely a debacle. He played Queensland, age grades, growing up. No one ever batted an eyelid. You know, he gets the, the big time. Pretty much within the 24 hours, he gets pulled. New South Wales, they didn't really need to do anything. They didn't need to say anything, but they did. It's it's just a bit of a cheap shot, really. I mean, it's just unbecoming. I know it's the rules and stuff, but New South Wales could have gone, oh fuck it, you know, just just play it. I don't, I don't, I don't think they were pushing it. They just asked a question, so it was leaked on Twitter. Yeah, they put yeah, asked a question, Brad, and, wasn't it? You actually and, asked a question, but no, but Queensland just decided not to in case of if they did and they they were win, where they're never going to win. You know, then there could have there could have been an issue. But um, look, the rules are rules. That's all good. I think they will let him play because I don't think New South Wales will stand in his way for the next game. Mm. But this squarely is a Queensland issue. Like, they just didn't have their paperwork sorted. They didn't do their homework, yeah. They didn't do their homework. Yeah. So, you know, and NRL just literally just asked, can you prove that he is meets the eligibility rules? And they said, we can't. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. It definitely, it shines a light on the issue of who should qualify to play Origin or mm. not. And we spoke about this probably, I don't know, this is going back a bit, maybe episode three or four or five. Maybe just go back and listen to them all, just boost up our numbers. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, we, we spoke about, uh, at the time it was um, Jason Dalmalolo wanting, you know, keen to play Origin. And, you know, there was an uproar like, nah, nah, piss off, it's going to be taking someone else's spot, blah, blah, blah. But this has really shone a light on it that actually the current setup is pretty damn murky. And... I think that they need to look at it. It's good to have, uh, it's, it's sad obviously for Ronaldo, but it's good to have an instance like this to really highlight just how yeah. crap the system is. Good point. Um, and even today, like um, Josh Papali'i is 
you know, he go and play for Samoa at the World Cup. And apparently, um, you know, obviously Jerome Loy and um, maybe Brian Toto as well. So these are all origin guys going and playing for island teams. So it's like, well, you know, what's the difference? If you if you can do that um, with, a, you know, a few months in between, then why not let players, you know, just be eligible and represent what country they like. Now, the Blues won 26 to nil at Suncorp Stadium, which is, Woo! you know, one for the record books, really, going to Brisbane and, and, uh, and keeping them scoreless like that. That's amazing. Uh, wrapped up the series. And currently, they've got an aggregate of about 50, oh, no, was it 76 to 6, um, which is very un-origin-like. I'm going to put this question to you, Monita. Would this New South Wales team be able to beat one of the great Queensland teams of the eight-season run? I don't know. I would be a great game to watch, but Ooh, I would if probably lean towards Queensland. Of course you would. Based on, oh, come on, John <laughs> You know, an immortal, in the, in the waiting. You know, Cooper Cronk. In a tight affair, that Queensland team would win because that's how they were winning, right? They mm. they had a few blowouts, but they would win those close games, right? They would yeah. be in the game and then they'd, they'd win the big moments. So that's this New South Wales team hasn't had to have that pressure. But like I have never seen a team with so much strike. Mm. Man. I'd, I'd have to go to Queensland, to be honest. I think the Queensland team of that dynasty era when you had Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston, Billy Slater, when you had that spine, they would have seen so many things thrown their way before. They would have seen strike teams like New South Wales have right now. They would have seen it all before and they'd know exactly not, what to do. Not necessary to that caliber. Like this that, is the- maybe not that caliber, yeah, because this is like the most potent sort of backline I've ever seen in a New South Wales team, like ever. But, it, but it's not but, just that as well. It's also the fact that the defense, they've saved six or seven tries in the last two games. I get that, but I just feel like Queensland of that era, that dynasty run, they just would have seen it all before and they Mm. arguably would have put more pressure on New South Wales and I don't think New South Wales could have played that way against that Queensland team because I don't think the likes of Smith or Thurston would ever let them do that. They they were just too good. We'll put it this way. Wheel those old fuckers out now and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Cam Smith can still probably play. Yeah, probably can. Probably can. Yeah, yeah, I, do see, I, see, I do see a bit of a, a dynasty happening with this kind of team. Oh, it's yeah, got the I potential. Mean, it's crazy yeah, to see. I yeah. mean, when you've, they're, centers, they're still young. They're yeah. still young. Yeah, they've got nine players 25 years mm. or younger. So Yeah. Um, and what, what about some of the players like they've got to expect back as well, like Pappenhausen, you put him on the bench. <laughs> and then how much more strike do you have when got he a, comes back? I've got a question for you guys because I guess it's about kind of building capability. You know, you have a, you're going to elite. 17 now and you've got all these other good players and like this probably undervalues origin but for the growth of having origin fit squad and maybe 30 players do you just change the team from the blues perspective and put in all these you know the guthos and you know all, all these fringe players as well because you know, one argument like the all blacks do sometimes is to build that that swelling of good players um i know there's the whole we want to get a whitewash over them as well, but I know mean, part of me thinks if you can if you can blood someone in the Origin Arena, um, do it in a dead rubber. Maybe yeah. they could just be very overprotective with guys' injuries. Be like, yeah. oh, okay, Tommy yeah. had a little bit of a bump, so we'll, you know we'll give you a rest kind of thing. But I don't know, bro. Foot on the throat, just bloody. Well, it's throat. Origin too. Like you get three a year, so and it's yeah. you know it's the pinnacle. So you don't want to devalue that, right? as well yep. but just thinking ahead like 
you know, because yeah. I mean, one thing I really liked, obviously, Latrell Mitchell was phenomenal, mm. like an absolute beast. But when they interviewed him straight after, he, he was just like, it's awesome to play with the Penrith boys, you know, like, and how they connect. So they obviously those three Penrith boys in the middle are just running the show in terms of, you know, their structure and obviously tour on the side. And, you know, so I guess that familiarity of connection, like, you know, like the Queensland team had as well, they played together in the storm. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's the, the pen. They're, they're looking really good. What do Queensland do? Do they just like, do they ditch DCE and some of the old players and just go, right, we can get pants for the next few years, but let's just blood in some of these other guys. Oh, stop kicking people and that might be a start. Yeah, I thought he had got away with, you know, I thought he'd got through a game without kicking some of it. No, he'd apparently um, given a sneaky little knee. So it was like, oh, bro, come on now. There's just reeks of a player that's used to winning all the time, like used Mm. to always being in control. And when you're you're not, you you don't, it's like my son, you know, he doesn't get his way, kicks out, lashes out. (laughs) He's a kicker. He's a kicker. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, All right. So let's have a look at the next game. We're up against the Dragons. On Friday night. So, uh, yeah, so we're taking on the Dragons. Uh, we've played 31 times since 1998, and um, they've won 21 of those. So, Ooh. history is against us, but the last couple of games we have. Yeah, recent history. Games, so. Yeah, we've got good recent history, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We tend to turn it up for them. So, um, Isaac, what are your, or what are you hoping to see from our team after their break? Based on our last game, um, just need to see a bit of a game plan. In the backs, you know, not so disjointed. You know, I'd expect, well, is Reese Walsh going to play? He's injured. Yeah, hard to say, man. Good question. Good yeah. question. Hamstring, really eh? hamstring issue. So, yeah. I'd rest him, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd rest him. I mean, you've got a tailor made um, replacement of RTS at the back, but then you've got other issues with Josh Curran and Ewan Aitken being out of the, the team. Mm. Um, I'd expect DWZ to be jumping straight into that team and Pompey shifting into the centres. But who else would be there? I mean, I, I don't know. It's Barry. hard to tell. Rocco could be back, yeah. Yeah, Rocco should be back. Yeah, Pompey. Chad, Chad's in as well. Yep, Chad's Chad. in as well. I mean, I'd I just like to see the forwards lay a, a decent platform yeah. up front, you know, and defence. Defence, they've just got to show some heart. To their credit, they did because they only had two tries scored against, them, against the Knights. Bearing in mind, you know, the Tigers got 60 points put on them. And we all know about the Titans against Manly lost 48 nil in the second half. <laughs> so in comparison there, yeah, but you, I know you're coming from, it's the big moments and it's the, the little laps, one or two little lapses. Yeah. And it cost us the game. Yeah. It was yeah. just poor choices. Yeah. Again, game management, game management. Well, yeah, we've, we've been crying about that. So yeah. the club heard us, hopefully. No more tears. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They're listening <laughs> to our, our wonderful advice. <laughs> Probably our singing too. Um, all right, guys. Sean Johnson is coming back to the team next year. Yes, yes, yes. Does that mean with him and our whiz kid, who will be all of about, what, 19 years old by that time, will him and Walsh and company, probably Captain Tohu, are they going to lead us to the promised land? Is next year our year? Hard or nah, bro? Isaac first. Oh, I'd say uh, at a minimum top four. Ooh, that's Ooh. hard. Okay. Ooh. That's hard. All right. Monita. Oh, I'm going to be a bit of reverse psychology. I want to go nah and be surprised that they make it in because I thought this year there was a guaranteed yes. And now I've been able to Wow. Playing backwards. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Daniel. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a big, 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 big call for next year. Being our year is a loose term. Top four's yeah, fine. Okay. Left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, top four. Do it. Why not? Let's get amongst it. There you go, guys. Next year is our year. I just love that saying. Next um, minute. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap it up, fellas. So um, let's let's do quick goodbyes. Monita. See you later. Isaac. Still. And Buddha. Later, all. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you on the Facebook page, and we'll see you next week. Warriors Anonymous. Peace. It's Jay. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. I'm not crying. Sean. You're crying. Oh, no, no, no. I was crying. <laughs>